Just like. Uh, Hey guys, I'm C. I'm Keith. Who's eating chips? And welcome to episode three of Girls, Girls Ghosts, Ghosts and Ghouls. Tonight's a little bit different. A lot different. A lot different because we're not uh, where we normally record. Yeah. Where are we? A tent. <laughs> we're in a tent in the middle of the provincial nowhere. park. Just in the middle of nowhere. Camping in the provincial park in the forest. So. I decided that tonight's story should feature around a legendary but kind of scary. Hey, that rhymes. <laughs> forest, the Black Forest in Germany. Have you heard of it? No. Well, Is just it you black wait. Black trees? Is that a thing? Black trees? If <laughs> they're dead, I think. Um. I don't know. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> It's called that because there's so many trees and it's so d- dense that barely any sunlight can get through the trees. So it's so dark in there and it's really easy to get lost. So they call it the Black Forest or, well, I'm sure they call it something else in German. But that's what it, <laughs> that's what it translates to, basically. So that's a, fun, that's a fun time. Yeah. What? What? Not the Black Forest Cape. What? what? Oh, Blackfoot. Our mom's also in the tent, by the way. Hi, mom. Did you say Blackfoot? She said Black Forest Cake. Oh, Sarah loves that. Yeah, our cousin Sarah really likes that. I don't really. I like the cherries, but otherwise it's like, eh. That cake yesterday was good. Anyways. Anyway. And we're going to start a separate podcast about <laughs> cake. How much we like Baking it. Baking podcast. No. Anyway, so uh, the Black Forest is in the... Germany. In Germany. (laughs) We went over that. It's in the southwest of Germany, right? Like at the bottom almost... Well, basically right on the border. Excuse me. (laughs) You're not excused. You still need this on? No. Okay, sorry. (laughs) There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. (laughs) All right, so in ancient times, the Black Forest was known as the Abnoba Mons, after the Celtic deity Abnoba. In Roman times, it was given a new name called the Silva Marciana, or the Marcinian Forest, um, from the German, or the Germanic word Marca, which meant border. So basically, they were calling it the border town, or the bordered forest. So the earliest colonized, well, I'm sure it was colonized before this, but the areas and towns around there, the earliest record of there is that the forest is mentioned in 819. Like the year? The year, 819. The year. The year. So. It was like, that was almost 200 years ago, right? Right? Yeah. No. Way more than that. Twelve hundred years 18, ago. Eighteen nineteen. Oh. Wait. Eight nineteen, not oh, eighteen. Eight. Yeah. 
like 819. I you meant like 1819. No. I was like, yeah, that's like 200 years ago. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like way longer than like that. Like 1200 years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah. Basically, next year it would be exactly 1200 years ago. Yeah. Depending on the month. Hmm. So the forest, because it was so dense, uh, it was a really good place for people to hide, too. So a lot of planned uprisings in Germany took place there. So people that were building armies and military, they would go there and they would get all their people together in the forest and have the camp there. So apparently, like, the... um, uh, I wish I spoke German. (laughs) The Bund... Movement? I don't. Um, That was just before the German Peasants' War in 16th century started in the Black Forest as well. And a bunch of other uprisings took place there over the next two centuries as well. What was that? That was some kind of weird bird. Like a woodpecker? Maybe. (laughs) We are literally surrounded by trees. (laughs) So, sorry if there's any unexpected sounds that we don't even know yeah so um what it's not willow this time oh yeah so in the middle 19th century the black forest was actually almost completely deforested um, by intensive forestry so people were trying to like cut down a bunch of trees because they wanted lumber so they like almost destroyed the entire forest. And then in 1990, a lot of damage was done to it by um, two hurricanes. And another hurricane in 1999 also did a lot of damage to it. So it's got a really long history. 999 or 19? No, 1999. There was a hurricane there and it did a lot of damage to the trees. So when you were nine. (laughs) Yeah. And there's also a lot of mining and stuff that goes on in there. But that's not what we're here to talk about. So the Black Forest, because notoriously it is such a dark place, like literally a dark place, (laughs) like literally literally dark, a lot of legends started coming out of there because people would go in and then never come out because they would get lost or or because some of these legends are true. (laughs) You never know. But for the skeptics out there, I mean, it's a really dark, really dense forest. So if you go in there not knowing where you're going without a map, you might not come out alive. And I'm sure that there's wildlife there that might eat you. Squirrels. Those are dangerous. Yeah. So a lot of the stories told by the Grimm's brothers, the fairy tale stories like Hansel and Gretel. Hansel? Hansel and Gretel. Hansel, Hansel, whatever. uh, All take place in the Black Forest because there were so many legends surrounding it and it was so spooky. Like Little Red Riding Hood? Little Red Riding Hood takes place in the Black Forest. Um, I'm trying to think of another example. Sleeping Beauty? Nah. Maybe. No, I don't know if that's... I don't really go to the forest. I don't know if that's a Grimm's Brothers fairy tale. It's actually so dark, the real story. Yeah, I know. So many of them are. All of theirs are really dark. But anyway, majority of their stories take place there because they were German. (laughs) Little Red Riding Hood, why does your grandma live there? (laughs) (laughs) With the wolves. (laughs) Tell her to move. Anyways. So... Most of the stories center around sorcerers and wizards and witches. Stop making that clicking noise and making fun of me. Sorry. 
And that started around the same time that it was first colonized. So these stories of witches and wizards and sorcerers, which I kind of all the same thing. Um, they all started since the beginning. Of time. <laughs> beginning <laughs> of time. Uh, but they say that they came in many different forms. So that's where some of the other legends come from. So they didn't always present themselves as humans who were doing witchcraft. Sometimes they presented themselves as like wolves. animals or wolves. Exactly. So <laughs> it says they came as so-called... <laughs> God, German. Freischutzen. Just spell it. F R E I S C H U. What's the two dots called? The two dots. Above the U, but it's got a name. I don't know. I can't remember. T Z E M. Like circumflex is a little house. Yeah, no, it's an oglet. An oglet. Google it? No. (laughs) Anyways, I guess it's not important. (laughs) They came as these. (laughs) Fleschutzen. Okay, so one of their disguises was that they would come as Fleschutzen, who are marksmen who fire bullets or arrows. Who were marksmen. Yes. And with the help of the devil, they never missed their mark. So they would kill people with their bullets or their arrows or whatever they were firing at the time another one of their disguises were werewolves and that's where a lot of the wolf stories come from they they're just talking about a story here i don't need to talk about we're not reading off notes as you can tell yeah no i'm (laughs) clearly referring to my notes uh, okay, so another legend that surrounded the werewolves came from a man who kept kill- or kept having something, his sheep. Words. <laughs> Words are right. Something kept killing his sheep. Something kept killing his sheep, and it was and a wolf. it wasn't. <laughs> Surprise. It wasn't the shepherd. And it was a wolf. So he shot the wolf, and it ran off, but then he down. assumed it died because no. He shot it um, in the heart, and it didn't come back. But the next day, a man was found dead with the same wound in his bed. So they believed Uh that he was a werewolf. Exactly. So that's where that one came from. So that's not exactly something that you want to go walking. A place you want to go walking around. (laughs) You will kill people if you shoot wolves. Werewolves and witches aren't the only thing that you have to look out for in the Black Forest, though. They say that there are uh, apparitions there as well. Team Jacob. Just saying. Team Jacob. Oh. (laughs) I said apparitions. I'd moved on from werewolves. I know, but I was waiting to say that. And then (laughs) I realized it had been been too long, so I was like, I gotta say it now before she moves on. (laughs) You missed your... I was in the process of moving on. Okay, so apparitions, a.k.a. Ghosts. Okay, I don't know what that is. <laughs> so some of the ghosts are two monks from Saint Blazin. Blazian. Um, apparently, they had mercilessly oppressed the abbey's subjects and therefore remained there after they died to keep haunting the people that moved into the abbey or lived around it. Makes sense. Because they were like control freaks. <laughs> 
they're like, no, you must do what we want. You must keep in line. So yeah. they never left after they died. They're like, no, no, no. This place cannot run without us. <laughs> we have to stay here. Makes sense. But they but. were finally banished by a devout capuchin monk from the Stafun who exercised their ghosts, captured them in sacks, and threw them <laughs> from the Feldberg Mountain into the Feldsea Lake. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like but there's more. There's more. In that lake. As dwarves live there. Dwarves? <laughs> yes, supposedly. Like the ones from the movies, the little short people? Like. I don't, oh my god, that's so bad. Or did I say that? I mean, like. From Snow White. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I'll edit that out. It's fine. Oh, no, it's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, so they say apparently down in that lake there are dwarves who help people out whenever it's necessary, I so hope. they're pretty good. I hope. Exactly. Yeah, like, they're off they, to work. They, they go. They're Snow miners. White. There's mining that they're goes miners. on in that forest. How are they living alone if they're miners? Ha 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 ha. But uh, uh, cruel <laughs> individuals hated the dwarves. Typical. AKA, AKA the, the evil queen. No. <laughs> so um, a man, <laughs> oh God, whose name was Necht Rupert von Balingsfell. You want to do an accent, it makes it worse. <laughs> I feel like it makes it better. <laughs> hated them and his sister, what? Not a Transylvanian accent? No. <laughs> <laughs> attempted to have a German accent. His sister, whom he intended to force into marriage with a guy who was Necht Bruno von Steineg. I'm going to assume that Necht means something like Mr. or, or like, like Lord or something. Yeah. Or Sir. I don't know. Did but anyway, he was going to force her in to marry that. And she was really unhappily and really troubled. And she left. She was unhappily? She was unhappy and troubled about it. Because she was like, I don't want to marry this dude. And then he was like, well, you're going to so suck like, it up. I don't want it. And then she ran away. <laughs> but when she left, her brother ran after her. And so did her uh, fiancé or would-be fiancé. Fiancé. Her betrothed. But she was saved by the dwarves. They Snow led White. her, exactly, to a secret cave. And what, not a cottage? No. They led her to a secret cave, and she hid in there, but when her brother and her betrothed came closer along the cliff, they were killed dead by falling rocks, and she got away. It was the dwarves. It was the dwarves. They they pushed rocks. the rocks. <laughs> falling rocks. Air you can't quotes. see the air quotes. <laughs> falling rocks. That we're doing right now. Exactly. Um, they say that the secret hiding place that they led her to to get away was the Dripstone Cave in Hassel, which is in the south part of the forest. Noted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in case you want to go there. Yeah. yeah whatever. Um, I wouldn't. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Are the dwarves still there? I have a note that there were also female dwarves as well. Yeah, don't Equality. be sexist. Yeah, there's both. If you were thinking these were just male dwarves, you would be wrong. They were also Snow White women. has taught you nothing. <laughs> what? Snow White, Snow White has taught you dwarves. wrong. That's what just I said, wrong. nothing. Not nothing. Well, well it's nothing. apparently it taught you a lot about history. <laughs> That's where Snow White came from. Anyway. Females can mine. Ugh. 
Yeah. But so those are some of the stories that happen there. More often than not, though, the legends that people tell surround witches, which is what we started with. Um, but they said wicked, they call them wicked women, weather witches, herb witches, and cattle witches who did evil handiwork in all of the forest. So they surrounded the whole thing. And witches with a B. What? Witches uh, with a B. Ha, ha, ha. You're funny. I'm not saying it. Yeah, no, you you can if you want to, but you don't also I'm don't not have going to. to. The don't only problem is that because these stories of witches were so widespread and people were so fanatical about them and about avoiding the forest because of the witches, think like the Bell Witch story or Blair Witch. Like people were like, do not go in here. There's witches that any woman that was found like in the forest. You witch with a B. They, yeah, they would consider them a witch and they would put them through witch trials and often kill them in the forest. So they say that you can hear their screams when you're walking through the forest and they are coming from a castle there where they would have been killed. Is the castle still there? Yeah. So you can go there if you want to. Why not? Do they have like forest rangers? I mean, like I don't now, know. I mean, probably people that like patrol. I don't know, but they say they it's like a really big tourist spot. Like people go there to look for ghosts and. Well, then they probably have like. Dwarves and witches. Yeah, probably. They obviously didn't before. All these things wouldn't happen. (laughs) What? I mean, you don't know. Maybe they go missing too. Uh, The castle that we were talking about, its name is Eberg Castle. And the ladies there are only visible during the night. The ones whose screams and cries you can hear, but you can actually see them at night if you're walking there. I don't know why you'd want to go walking through there at night to see them no thank you and apparently there is a legendary uh, wine cellar in the castle that no one's ever been able to find so if you want if you really want wine that no one's touched in yeah (laughs) then uh, that would be the place to go yeah and also a lot of people go, we talked about this, people going missing in there, but apparently there was a lot of maiden women that were going missing in the forest. That could be for a lot of reasons, but that sparked a legend about a undead king who lived in the lake. This is a different lake called Mummel Lake. And he would come up from the water, go into surrounding villages or through the forest capture these women and then drown them and bring them down to his underwater lair and then they would never be found again so very similar to a siren or a mermaid aquaman (laughs) aquaman is an ancient king who's killing people cool cool, cool. whatever weird yeah so those are mermaid i think he's half mermaid half human I don't even know if it's mermaid. I'll see the movie. But like, yeah. Watch the movie and you'll find it out. (laughs) Or just watch Justice League. They might tell you in that movie. We don't know. We haven't seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen the whole thing. I saw part of it the other day. Anyways, why are we talking about Justice League? It's irrelevant. Yeah. We're Marvel fans. (laughs) They do a better job. No. (laughs) No beef. (laughs) So beyond these spooky stories, 
uh, there have been real life deaths that have taken place there as well. Yeah. Dun, dun, Just dun. Just like any good place. <laughs> Just like any dark forest. Uh, one of the most kind of tragic stories or most publicized stories happened in 1936 and it took the lives of five British schoolboys who were on a school trip. It was a class of 27 of them, but only five of them died. People were saying that it gave a lot of, what's the word, backing? I don't know. Mom, I'm getting a call. <laughs> Someone's getting a call. Are you going to answer it? Are you going to turn it off? <laughs> What is, where is it? It's over there. Okay, we'll just wait. We'll just wait. Okay. <laughs> no, you're wrong. So, anyways, they said it gave a bunch of backing to um, the propaganda for Hitler. Okay. And for him to be like, it's, it's right behind you. you. It's beside her. It's not. Or behind beside you. you. I threw it over there. Other side. <laughs> this is all going in the podcast. Oh my god. Yeah. Does it work? Was Iris Carol wrong? Was it? No, it wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways. Okay, so, yeah, but because it was British boys that died on this trip in Germany, it gave him a lot of backing to be like, ha, ha, ha. Anyways. Okay. So the boys were from the Strand School, which was from Brixton, England, and they were leaving for a 10-day Easter trip in the Black Forest Southern area. So why shouldn't go on the Europe trip at school? <laughs> they went with their 27-year-old teacher, Kenneth Keast. Yes, I like that name. Kenneth? Yeah, it's, a, like it. it's a pretty cool name. It's like on, Keelan, but not. <laughs> but it's Kenneth. nothing like it's Keelan. Ke- Kenneth, not Kevin. I didn't say Kevin. You said, I don't know. I don't like that Anyway, name. what? I don't dislike it, but I wouldn't name my kid Kevin. The only Kevin I really Kevin's like... Kevin's a girl! <laughs> the only Kevin oh, I really uh, like is Kevin Jonas. What? Okay. We should note that Keelan doesn't that know very concert. many Kevin. Josh was my first concert. That's true. Anyways. What? And the space alien. Yeah, Kevin the alien. Oh my god, I thought you were saying the space alien called her. I was like, What? <laughs> Oh, it's a space alien. We are out of control in this tent. (laughs) Nothing is going to plan. I don't think she even has Kevin the alien anymore. Kellen? Back on track. No, Kevin. I know. (laughs) Back on track. Kenneth. (laughs) Cursed. Keast. That's not even his name. Who did he curse? (laughs) (laughs) Kenneth Keast. What's their teacher? He was 27. He was with them. Kenneth cursed Keast. Keelan. <laughs> oh my god, you just played a lot. On, on the morning of April 17th, 1936, okay. the group started walking towards the village of Tod... Tod... Naberg? Don't do an accent. I'm trying not to. Help. 15 miles distance over the summit of a mountain. Emerging three hours later from a wood, they encountered a steadily falling snow... But they disregarded it, and they were kind of, like, playing with the snow. Because they were like, oh, snow, this is great. So they were throwing snowballs and stuff like that. And they, like, gave up their... They were, like, kind of in a march, as you would say. And they kind of gave up on that. They were playing in the snow and all that stuff. The teacher noticed that um, some of the boys were dressed in, like, sandals and stuff. 
and shorts and they were beginning to get pretty tired and with the snow, but he just kept pushing them to keep going. And he'd been warned earlier by people in the village that any snow would make their route really dangerous to keep going. So they were said, like, if you encountered any snow, don't keep going, turn around and come back. Why? Because they weren't properly prepared for snow. And the day before, the tourist office had warned them of an approaching storm of snow, (laughs) which he'd said, oh, it's fine. fine. (laughs) We're British. Like, we're familiar with, like, extreme weather changes. We can handle it. Yeah. You don't know how to handle snow, England. Simmer down. Mom, don't kick me in the head. I'm trying to put this in. Shh. So, yeah, he was like, oh, it's fine, whatever. Who cares about a storm? Like, we're English. We can handle it. They could not handle it. So the snow was hauling, hauling, falling really heavily. And the group lost the trail. Like, they completely lost the trail. They didn't know where they were going anymore. And they started going in a circle instead of going on their path. You think they'd notice? You would think. Um, Maybe it was falling fast enough to cover their footprints. No, but I meant like the surroundings. Oh yeah, I don't know. He so he stopped at an inn to ask about like where they should go. First mistake. First mistake. You never stop at an inn. (laughs) Don't stop at an inn. That's not a real thing. (laughs) In the middle of the forest. (laughs) Why do they have a motel in the middle of the forest? (laughs) Don't stop there. Keep going. I don't think that that's where they died. we don't know that. Anyway, they stopped there. He's like, okay, where do we go? Because we keep walking in circles. And the lady there said, oh, there's like signs and paths, but they're probably. Signs. No, she said they're probably <laughs> covered by the snow. And he's like, oh, it's fine. Anytime I see a sign, I'll just brush the snow off of it. She was like, oh, yeah, she was like okay, whatever. This is dumb. But he kept going. He was like, nope, boys, let's go. We're going to keep going. And they forced their way through the snow. And then they ran into two woodcutters who were heading home from work. Someone People like, lo- like lumberjacks. Okay. Yeah. But I guess in Germany, they're called woodcutters. So they were heading home the opposite direction. And they told him to travel uh, on a path that goes left. And then by mid afternoon, a local postman warned them. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the boys were in sandals. Yeah. They would have frostbite. Yeah, well, that's the the thing. Like, the guys that were in sandals and shorts were going really slowly because they were getting, like... Frostbite. Well, not just frostbite. Losing like, their limbs. <laughs> cold. Hypothermia. Yeah, like, slowing down because they were getting really cold. You stop um, at the inn and you say, do you have socks? <laughs> you stop at the inn and stay there until the snow starts. Yeah, or that. But whatever. Got, so whatever they ran into you. a postman. Postman like a Pat. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, what are you doing? Like, stop. Go back. What, like, don't keep going. And he was like, no, it's fine. We're going to keep going. So this teacher's kind of a jerk. But whatever. Then they ran past a miner's hostel and they offered them accommodation there. So they were like, okay, like, what are you guys doing? No, no, no. You need to stay here. Like, we'll, we'll let you stay here. And he was like, no, we don't need to stay there. Um, some of the boys, yeah, the boys were like complaining about being cold and they were like, please, like, can we stay here? And he was like, no, we don't need to. And he said going back would be more dangerous than like to keep going. So why don't you just stop? <laughs> exactly. They were trying to get to Hofsgrund. But then his map that he had, uh, which had been provided by a, 
a place in London was using a one to a hundred thousand scale. So the routes that were illustrated were like not the elevations or the small trails, but like really big ones. And then they looked really small, but because the ratio was such a big ratio, they were actually not small at all. But he failed to figure that out. <laughs> and... No, he clearly this guy was not, not any kind of genius or smart in any way. So he failed to figure it out. And then their next village was near a vertical ridge of the Schausland mountain. They struggled up another 600 meters of the Kepler wands and hearing bells. He sent two of the boys to locate the sound, which took them to a farmhouse just on the outskirts of where they were trying to go. But the rest of them couldn't continue because they were too cold and dead. Well, some of them probably were dying. I don't know if they died then. So the two boys made it and eventually got help to them and they were all rescued. But five of the boys, well, more than five, a lot of the boys were really like sick at this point because they had hypothermia and probably frostbite. You were right. Um, and they were in this small village. Like it wasn't like they were, and it was nineteen. It was also 1936. So yeah, so it's not like they had like a yeah. lot of treatment. So they were in this small town. They weren't like anywhere near Berlin. So they were trying their best to take care of the kids where they were, but they needed to get them moving. Um, despite the best efforts, four of the boys died in the village. And then um, once they got to Berlin, Another boy passed away. And then they sued the teacher. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They realized once they were in Berlin that the disaster could pay political dividends with normalizing the relations between England and Germany, which were really tense at the moment because Hitler. (laughs) Who? I'm just kidding. Because he had just gotten in power like three years before this and is right before World War II started. So the like the tension was already there. And now England's being like, what the hell are boys? Meanwhile, it's really the teacher's fault. But yeah, I mean, Germany did nothing. I mean, we won't go that far. No, I mean, in this situation, don't start yes. any drama, Kira. <laughs> Germany, you're fine. In this situation, like it was the teacher's fault. Like so many people said, you need to turn back. You need to turn back. You need to turn back. Ah, uh, yes, but it was, it was like a uh, the leader of the Hitler Youth Movement, Balder von Syriac. It looks like sriracha. <laughs> I almost said sriracha. <laughs> He telegraphed Britain's ambassador, telling him a wreath from the German youth would be positioned on each boy's casket to signify their deep sympathy, and that a guard of the Hitler youth from the area would stand centennial over them until they were transported home. Uh, German and English newspapers both showed photographs of the uniformed Hitler youth keeping watch over the caskets against a background of the Union Jack, which also had swastikas everywhere. Huh? The picture. Swastika. You don't know what a swastika is? It's the Nazi symbol. Okay. So they was like... Wait, I wasn't listening. (laughs) Can you go back? (laughs) So, okay. So the Hitler youth guy was like, okay, we're going to assign one of our Hitler youth guards to stand like over the casket saluting it 
until what, we can casket? the boys, the five boys okay. caskets, until you can get them home. So then all these newspapers went there to take pictures, and in the picture, there's a giant Union Jack, which is the British, like the Great Britain flag, with this guy in his Hitler youth thing with all these swastikas everywhere. So people were like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, tensions were, you know. Tense. Not great. But they were, like, now the Hitler youth are actually accredited with finding and helping the rest of the boys. So, yeah. They were applauded for their efforts and all that, but they do say that the cries of those boys can still be heard when you're hiking up this trail. Wait, I thought it was the cries of women. It is, but also the ghosts of the boys. How do you know who's who? I guess you don't, because this is in a different area. The cries come from that castle of the women, and you see them at night. This is in a like hiking trail, completely different place. Mm. But yeah, so evidently a lot of really messed up stuff happened there, both legendary and factual. (laughs) I mean, we don't know that the legends aren't real. Factual. But we do have a couple, like, backed up stories and then a couple word of mouth stories. There's so many bugs up there. (laughs) I know, there are. They're trapped. I guess. the tarp. Anyway, so that is the story of the Black Forest in Germany. How long is that? Probably 45 minutes. Do you want to go? No. Go where? To the Black Forest. No. I'm going to hike. I didn't even want to walk to take the garbage out. (laughs) Five campsites over. It was a little longer than that. Not campsites, five lots over. Oh my god. That would. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, I'm piecing out. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, so. After we finished telling that story, our audio equipment just started to go haywire. What? And it's repeating and delaying. I'm going to sleep. (laughs) And Keelan wants nothing to do with it. So, thanks for listening, guys. And next week we will be back on Wednesday again. This time in our normal place. And hopefully have no ghost interference. Bye.